could have heard this episode 48 hours early on our Patreon, patreon.com slash IndieHeadsPodcast. By joining us for as low as $1 a month, you'll receive episodes early, gain access to our Discord server, and get weekly playlists from the Indie Heads Podcast crew. All of our upcoming episodes, including our upcoming series, Car Commercial Number 1s, will be up on our Patreon 48 hours before it hits our public podcast feeds. If you're hearing this via our Patreon feed, we thank you so much for your support. But before we begin this episode, we want to thank our Real Ones patrons, including Maze Farms, Bex, Rachel Hartman, Noah Kurtz, Waffle113, and Alex Bulovich. To become a Real One, consider supporting us with a $5 a month or more donation. Anyways, enjoy the episode. And welcome to episode one of the Car Commercial Number Ones. I am your host, Maddie at Marie and Prince on Twitter, and back with me, my 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 lovely co-host Gavin and Alex. We're back, baby. Hello, hello. Let's 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 fucking go. Let's. I, I want to say R.I.P. to all the all the legends we lost in the last series, but uh, I welcome their new replacements who will never be them. But like we're we're gonna get into that. That's that's what this whole thing yeah. is about. Yeah, I mean, you know, rest in peace to West Mud first and foremost. <laughs> <R. you know. laughs> rest in peace to West Mud. Yeah. Uh, but joining us, but joining us though for this first episode of the series, of course, uh, welcoming back Jackson DJ Horse Jeans. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh, happy to be on. Uh, happy to defend some things, but mostly just. Really, this is an autopsy of the last 10 years of rock music, and we're going to get to the bottom of what happened, who is to blame, what went wrong, and where exactly did rock music die as the popular music, whatever. We're going to get into it. There's just like, it's a can of worms. We're opening the can of worms. We're doing it. But but joining us, though, other, other our other two special guests for this episode, we have Eli and Eric from Endless Scroll. Welcome to welcome to the rock show, both y'all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're stoked to be here. I'm stoked to you know talk about some music when when people complain, oh rock is dead. I wish rock was you know still in the mainstream zeitgeist the way it once was. R.I.P. Guitars. Uh, these are the songs that you know prove that maybe rock should just be dead. Uh, let's keep it there. <laughs> underground. We do not need this. Alive. <laughs> uh, I I chose my episode I wanted to do in the last series kind of based on like personal nostalgia reasons and like stuff I kind of wanted to talk about. And this I for some reason decided to intentionally inflict pain upon myself. <laughs> and I, I did I did I did this for you. I'm I'm braver. Am I braver than the troops? Perhaps we're we're gonna we're gonna find <laughs> out. <laughs> oh God. Anyways, oh, we really need to just get into it because I feel like we're going to talk about all these songs for like a while. I can't yes. fucking wait to talk about Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> I really 
we're gonna spend oh, boy. this podcast on Jared Leto, and we're just gonna like gloss over like whoever the Crash Kings are. <laughs> <laughs> Crash Kings are the ten years. They're 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 the ten years of the car commercial number ones. In that yes. they are so emblematic of a lot of what is going on in rock music broadly. But I have never heard of this band. Refuse to believe they are real. Uh, refused to believe that this was a number one song on the alternative charts, which that's the other big change we have going on besides just that this is the dying days of butt rock and the dawn of car commercial music is that this is the moment when the chart shifts from modern rock number ones to alternative number ones, which I, there's just a whole unpacking of what the hell alternative rock means. Uh, because like, how how is 30 Seconds to Mars the alternative to anything? But we'll get into it. <laughs> how are they yes. not <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's also a fair point <laughs> okay let's okay so uh leading us into the chart of course uh the last song that we discussed in the bug number ones was muse's <laughs> uprising oh thank uh, of god course, <laughs> Disgust being, of course, a, a very heavy-handed word there, considering uh, <laughs> the events of, of that episode. Um, AJ, anyways, AJ but... went on a 30-minute solo <laughs> <rant>. <laughs> he, he went full Alex Jones about uh, fucking... He went full Alex Jones a song he doesn't even like that much. Oh, my God. You can't relive this. It's going to crash everything. Right, like right, right, right. I'm so glad AJ is not on this episode for when oh we have God. to get to Muse again later, but continue. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, so Muse's Uprising was rising was the first. So of course, uh, at the at the at the end of two thousand nine, Billboard decided to change the chart name from the modern rock songs to alternative songs. With Muse's Uprising being sort of the in between period where it was simultaneously a modern rock number one, but also the first alternative songs number one. It was the last two thousand nine, the first of of uh, 20, 2010, where it was number one from October seventeenth two thousand nine until January thirtieth two thousand ten, when 30 seconds to Mars, Kings and Queens were number one for three weeks. Um, so, damn, only 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> we discussed them, of course, uh, on the Black number ones at one point, but we we, we, we didn't even hit the, the, the tip of the iceberg with, with Jared Leto <laughs> and this band. And today, uh, if you are not a part of our, our Indie Heads podcast Patreon, I highly recommend it uh, because, especially in these, if for these uh, Car Commercial number ones episodes, because you'll get to see us. Uh, go insane in real time as we are listening to these playlists. As today was mostly dedicated to Jared posting and <laughs> all, all these things out about our, our favorite I, actor and singer and musician, Jared Leto. I have entered the Leto verse in a big way, and I may never leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully Leto pilled, which yeah, he's, he's a monster, and we don't need to get into that. He's bad, but. I fully engaged with his social media outfit to a level that's probably unhealthy. Uh, uh, let's let's get into this song. Let's let's talk about the song. Gavin, can Go. I just quickly say, Gavin spent half the day digging through old Jared Leto tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've taken the pill, baby. One of our oh best historical archaeologists of the of the digital era, Gavin. <laughs> yeah, but just oh for God. Leto. Oh God! But um, right. <laughs> I, I don't. Where? Okay, so uh, before we actually let, let's hear a little bit uh, of Kings and Queens. Actually, before we actually hear a little bit of Kings and Queens, uh, let's hear the intro of Kings and Queens real quick. All right, uh, let's let's play it. <laughs> uh, the, the song starts off with a fucking like eagle or hawk cacaoing 
And it gets yeah. into the song, which let's, let's play a little snippet of, of Kings and Queens for everybody real quick, in case you have not heard the song, uh, thankfully. That, that Okay, so that was a little bit of Kings and Queens by Thirty Seconds to Mars, which, um, I I, I could have I should have known that right off the bat that they would be the that they would be the band that would be the meme of the episode. They would be the the hyper fixation because I mean Jared Little actually. So I'm just gonna this this is um, a, a common thread throughout a lot of these a lot of these bands on the, at least this first episode, and really there's probably gonna be a lot of a lot of these bands. There's so many brothers in these bands. Like Eric <laughs> Leto and his brother, Cage the Elephant, Shannon it's, it's, Leto. Of course, of course. Later in the episode, we are going to talk about talk about Marcus and his sons. That's right. Yes. <laughs> the Kings of Leon. They're all brothers and cousins. Uh, Dirty Heads. They're probably brothers. I I'll have to double check that. But they have it's extreme brother energy coming out of Dirty Heads. And then obviously Cage the Elephant. There's brothers in there. Uh, Muse, they might as they might as well be brothers at that point. At least Eskimo brothers, probably. If I if I had to guess, <laughs> I'm, I'm um, checking. I'm I kind of think Phoenix might be brothers, but I'm not really sure. I, 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 see. Let's see if there's any brothers in Phoenix. We have to see. Oh. I, I think that's I, correct. I, I typed I 1901 into Wikipedia and got the year. <laughs> okay, okay. Thankfully, thankfully, there's no brothers in in Phoenix. But again, they're okay, they're good. French, so they're up to some weird shit. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, it's Kings so and Queens. Fun. 30 seconds to bar. This is the best song on the list, easily. No. <laughs> no way. Here's no why. Because this, no. is, this is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. So it's the best song. This song has but, everything to a level uh, that like is unhealthy. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think I've heard a more overproduced, overthought song in my life, and it's just it gives me so much joy to listen to that it's like it's the best song. Like how can anything be better than this? This provides everything you I don't have to eat for the rest of my life as long as I keep listening to Kings and Queens. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I already bought my ticket. I'm flying down to little St. Jared. Uh, me and 300 MILFs are going to hold crystals to the sky as Jared sings Kings and Queens every single night to us. And it's all I need. Like, bye, y'all. Gavin. Gavin. Yes. Shut the fuck up. Shut Uh-oh. the fuck up. Well, this is the sorry, rest of the pod. I didn't I'm mean, gone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to use the joke. Can I didn't mean it, to use the joker voice. It, 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 something came over me. Oh, it's um, almost as if Jared is getting to you too. It's the first can I, step. Can I give some establishing information? 
Yeah. Go yes, ahead, please. please. About, about Mr. Leto. Uh, he is 49 years old. <laughs> Jared Leto. Jared Leto was 33 when he wrote The Kill. <laughs> oh my god. Well, The Kill's a good song. The Kill's a good song. We're, I, I'll defend The Kill. Okay. Okay, but it's, it's, it's so juvenile and like like immature and, and just the fact that 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 song was written by a 33 year old adult man with a successful acting career is just so fucking funny to me (laughs) and 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 just generally really embarrassing um have you have you listened to that song anytime recently because because those lyrics are rough rough i mean they're rough but like Okay, Alex, we have to remember, we, we just went through the butt rock number ones, okay? So I can stomach some very bad lyrics, okay? Is, is the, but the tune of The Kill is good. But again, one good song does not make a good band, and especially Jared Leto's Vanity Project with his brother. Um, This, like, this song, as, as Gavin has said, of course, it's very overproduced. Um, <laughs> we, 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 of course, we're, we're calling the series the car commercial number ones. Uh, we, we should establish why we're calling the series this is that it's for a very clear reason and it's the fact that most of these songs sound like they should be in car commercials but but it really is just like okay so like what happened where we all of a sudden went from like butt rock and this was like not like it it was a slow subtle it was basically just like okay like butt rock is slowly fading out this sort of new more commercial alt indie stuff is coming in and then just like bam car commercial music bam that's that's it this whatever the slow progress up no we're just going straight there as soon as we rename the chart i have the easy answer for you it's just it's the obama years it just happened the moment the moment that like (laughs) white people were like all right everything's chill we can just listen to like absolute fucking nonsense i don't like i it's 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 just like i don't know the culture of 2010 and like 2011 and 2012 feels very specifically different than 2008 than any time during the Bush administration in terms of just like the, the vibe in general. And like, we're going to get into like all the different varieties of car commercial music. Like I, I like to think of it as the two main camps are like F-150 car commercial music, which is like <laughs> the, the garage rock revival stuff yeah. is it, it, and then, and then there's like the Audi commercial car commercial music, which is like something that is trendier, like more synth focused. I mean, we're going to talk about Phoenix yet, and I'm going to mount my defense of Phoenix on this podcast. But uh, 30 mm-hmm. Seconds to Mars, the thing that you were saying that I think I like totally latched onto as well is that like it's so fucking overthought for being so fucking boring at the same time like never has never has more boring music presented itself as more like grandiose in the history of music how are you bored by this this is so (laughs) fucking funny listen to him my brain does not work the way that your brain works you've been over no way are you kidding me here's the thing Everyone, if you're listening to this, go out and Google Kings and Queens vocal track only and then experience the funniest comedy skit you've ever heard in your life. His vocals are the four videos of just that on YouTube. And they're funny. Okay, okay, one go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, horse. Go 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 again. Go again. I will go. I, this this fucking. It, 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 I will agree. It is hilariously bad. But I'm just saying, in terms of like 
the actual like music the the leto of it all and his performance is the part that takes it from being like a boring car commercial song to being like an abstract (laughs) comedy piece because he just thinks like he, he thinks that he can yell hard enough to just like pass through the point of needing to be like actually musically or artistically interesting and if he just like dave grohl's hard enough like this really, this really feels indebted to like foo fighters but worse to me and also but like presented as if it's like the fucking kings and queens eagle like all the all the the nonsense that's tacked on top of it is just it's so fucking like everything is too much it the build of it is like ridiculous and just like overwrought entirely and i really did not like this song at all here's the thing here's the thing this song is called kings and queens it's about monarchy (laughs) this song starts with an eagle screeching and then ends with a chorus of americans singing in unison like i'm sorry but this is so fucking funny like this is how are you gonna like anything else on this list more than what this provides you this provides you everything guess what gavin i like i like 1901 one of the worst phoenix songs more than i like this song you can remove the word phoenix from that list from that freaking sentence in my opinion but we'll we'll get into that when we get to that okay you know, I, I wanted to say what the most perplexing part of this song is to me is that after the eagle screech at the beginning, like the most absurd thing is that there's then just 15 seconds of silence before <laughs> we hear any other noises. Like it begins with this like extremely like, you know, like it evokes like this super militaristic, like primal noise followed by like utter silence for 15 seconds. And that just slowly builds up. It's like, what? Like, he, you know, he had to fight for that in the studio. Like, he was like, dude, I want it to eagle screech. And then you don't hear anything. And it's, it's just like that part of it, like of it being overthought to me is like the funniest and most like ridiculous part of a song that is to me so unlistenable like a minute in i I didn't even finish it any of the times but but that little screech pause does it for me i i have listened to this song in full an embarrassing amount of time so have i the age of man is is so fucking funny this song is so fucking okay there is a there is a giant elephant in the room that we are not addressing this song it's it's so clear that jared leto he listened to Funeral by Arcade Fire and was like, holy oh, shit. No fuck. way, he listened to Angels and Airwaves. these songs are just trying to do the vocal drop on Wake Up. Like, that's oh, like absolutely. this whole genre is just the vocal drop on Wake Up. Well, yeah, like, there's so many bands to... It, it, basically, most of these bands that are on, on this list are poor imitations of other bands. Like, obviously, our, you know, Jerry Little trying to do, you know, trying to be Win Butler, um... Crash Kings trying to be like diet. They have their their diet sublime with the guy. Their no, their diet diet sublime from with the guy from Diet Sublime. Basically, Rome is innocent. There's nothing he can do. (laughs) You're confusing Crash Kings and Dirty Heads, Maddie. Yeah, Crash Kings. Crash Kings are diet white stripes, but we will get to that. Anyways, okay. okay. I think I think so, we we will. Okay, should we should we should we come back to Mister Little because he will be back. No, no, course. I'm not done. I'm not. Done. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I'd, I'd like to make a proposal, which obviously this song is the most, but I think that you can take pretty much anything into the stratosphere by including the phrase "the age of man is over." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that lyric is unbelievable. He's just. Oh, 
what a what a guy also so the music video is it's like it's it's five minutes long but it it seems like it's nine minutes long because it is a five minute long music video with three full minutes of credits at the end (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) that is not even the most egregious uh 30 seconds to mars music video um if you haven't seen the one for hurricane that is like a full short film with like weird (laughs) random like people in bondage gear and like him running through like a blade runner street it's 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 ridiculous i'm honestly sad hurricane is not on this list a dream episode that that i really a dream like mini bonus episode that i i hopefully i hope that we will get to do at some point is a commentary track on that music video it is one of the most hilarious things extremely down I, it's so bad, um, but I I do think we we're, we're twenty we're almost twenty minutes and we need to move on. <laughs> so we, we, have song. we have I, a lot of I songs. Can I share one more anecdote, um, please, before we move Last on? One. Yes, uh, which is that I I showed Fee the music video to this song, and the eagle call happened, and she responded, "That's not a good sign." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She was oh, <laughs> All right. Anyways, okay. Okay, next next on <laughs> the list. So of course, uh, Kings of Queens is number one for three weeks until February twentieth, twenty ten, when Phoenix's nineteen oh one hit number one for two weeks. Of course, February twentieth being my birthday. So when I was, whenever I turned thirteen years old, this God. song was rocking the airwaves. Um, let's hear. Let's hear a little bit of a of nineteen oh one by by Phoenix, real quick. Okay, so that that's a little bit of nineteen nineteen oh one by Phoenix. Now, please, uh, can I can I go off first? Go, go ahead, go ahead. I know, I know, that... I know. You're wishing to speak. Oh, Sorry, I, I dropped out there for a sec. We all know that Gavin is not going to enjoy uh, Phoenix and is is anti Phoenix, and I will I will allow him his time to make to 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 pose the counter argument. But can I please go first on this song because I would like to talk a little bit about this band that I do enjoy quite a bit. Yes, go, right. go, go on ahead. All right, okay. So this song is not great. It is not the best Phoenix song. I am not going to stand this song so much because I do get why, like, this song has the unfortunate, like, this is one of those songs that is in, like, car commercials, like, multiple car commercials. And because, like, the sound of it, like, the sound of the, the production is so specific, there's something about it that just, like, 
triggers a sense memory of having seen like Buick commercials or whatever, like in the Super Bowl. And like, for whatever reason, this song like really has that stink on it. And it is the lesser of the singles from this album in general. But I really love Phoenix. And I think Phoenix are there. Like Maddie, you were saying that like all the bands on this list are imitating other bands and i think phoenix is one of the like actual good bands that other bands are going to be imitating badly for much of the next 10 years like to much much less good results and i think the real key to what makes this song like i think this song is good and i think in general wolfgang amadeus phoenix is like an a a really really near perfect album and the reason why that album is so goddamn good but all the stuff that's trying to sound like that album sucks is philippe zadar who is the very famous uh production engineer who's done basically all the phoenix albums uh and also has worked with all sorts of people if you go onto my twitter at horse underscore jeans i made a playlist today when i didn't want to listen to this car commercial playlist anymore i made a playlist of all my favorite <laughs> philippe zadar productions because he uh, was an incredible craftsman and like studio engineer but also just like a creative person that people like to have in the room to like work stuff out with and he worked on that cat power album sun and two-door cinema club which is a band oh. that's like very important for car commercial music and and he also he, he was a uh, Cassius was his like main musical output, but he was also in Motor Bass and he produced a uh, hot sauce committee part two by the Beastie Boys and Chromio. And like so he's really, really influential for like the indie tronic sound of the 2010s, like the blog house kind of movement of like indie tronica, LCD sound system adjacent kind of stuff and very specifically like French electronic music really, really starting to influence like american rock music and the kind of crossover of the two and he was right at the center of that with like the stuff he was doing on the phoenix albums but specifically on wolfgang amadeus phoenix which is a good album now all that being said like i said 1901 is like the car commercial song. like i'm pretty sure it was in a super bowl ad for some fucking car and like it it really does have like a commercial sheen on it but that was what Philippe Zadar was like really good at is like producing stuff that's like really wide, really airy, and really like sharp and super, super expensive sounding while also being kind of fun and punchy. And I mean, this guy was this, he's the guy that Daft Punk say they modeled the drum, the drum compression that they do their songs on. Like they modeled it after the way that he does it. So, like, he's super duper influential for the sound of just pop music in general. But I think. I think this song is good, and I think Phoenix Innocent, in general, I like this band. They are fucking, these words mean nothing. That is one of the keys to enjoying Phoenix, is you need to disable the part of your brain that is like trying to understand lyrics, and just understand it as pleasant sounding nonsense. That is, they are in the Interpol school of, I don't know what it means, but it's provocative, it gets the people going, lyric (laughs) writing, in that like, but even more so nonsense because I they don't really speak English like they they, they do but like their grasp on the language is not a hundred percent and so sometimes there will be lyrics where I'm like I'm not entirely sure what he's saying between the accent and his grasp on the language he's singing in but you know it, it it bops it just goes you just have to like it's like tenet like you you don't have to stop trying to understand it you just have to feel it. Um. All right. 
Now, Gavin, uh, I will, I will, Gavin, uh, I will let you take <laughs> the floor. Thank you, General now. Horse Jeans. Uh, this, is, this is just like the, the the politics debates. This is this is <laughs> now the floor is ceded to you, Senator Gavin. Uh, here's the thing: I don't give a shit about any of that, and I think this song's annoying and bad. Uh, <laughs> I just I can't imagine sounds I want to listen to less than what this song is giving my brain. It's it feels like there's as much going on in this song as Kings and Queens, but it is so much less funny and more annoying. I just I see like I listen to this song and the, my brain only gives me an image of Zoe Deschanel getting a mustache tattoo on her index finger <laughs> that she can rise up to her lip. And it's just like, <sighs> OK, so let's 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 get on with it. Let's hear some more Jared. Like, I just I I do not like this shit at all. I think it sucks ass. And I'm glad you like that guy who does shit but i don't <laughs> and i hope he maybe collabs with jared to create something that my brain will make well unfortunately he, he's dead he tragically he, he tragically died last year when he fell out a window so so way to go gavin oh well maybe he should have joined jared's cult is what i'll have to say there <laughs> no but I I, I, I I understand where you're coming from a little bit just in terms of like i think the other thing that changed besides like obama era is that like this is the dawn of like hipster culture that we're gonna have to sort of talk about like in the way mm-hmm. that we talked about butt rock culture and i think that uh i understand if you don't have a personal relationship with ever listening to Phoenix, how listening to Phoenix in 2020 could just give you like PTSD flashbacks. Of oh no, like... I heard this song when it came out. I thought it sucked shit then too. <laughs> like, I just, I don't like it. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. I'm not, I'm not holding it against It's weird that it's their most popular song and it feels like it's their most popular song specifically because it was in car commercials and people got into it through car commercials, which is really bleak. Like I understand how that feels very dystopian. It feels, dystopian to me too but this shit was hidden for me back in 2010 it was hidden hard all right now uh, now that now that both members of congress have uh have stated their <laughs> opposing opinions uh I, I i will i will speak as as a as a, a mediator commercial Cesar, i guess is is my title um i at first i was on gavin's side i was like i don't know if i really like the song that much i'm not sure if i was as passionate in my hate but i was like yeah this this just sound this is car commercial music but i i was swayed a bit more as i kept listening basically here's the thing with this list i think i got stockholm towards like a number of songs on this list because the bad ones are really really bad yeah. so the stuff that's like better in comparison it's like okay yeah no these are good like this song am i gonna listen to this song after we're done doing this episode probably not i don't think phoenix is a band for me but this is fun even though again uh phoenix again just truly the the curse they that they wrought upon the world the, the, yes. the blueprint that they helped set up that allowed many other bands to try to sound like them yes it, I, I, if, it's a, if it's if it is if they are a band that the the, the pros outweigh the cons that is totally fair i i i agree with you in general with the stockholm syndrome like this this more than any other there are a couple songs especially toward the end where i'm just gonna i'm gonna make some some veers in a couple different directions in terms of things i never thought i would say on this podcast but we, we'll get to that like some of some of it is just that this list is really really bad and that you just need any you'll be willing to forgive things that you otherwise wouldn't be as into in the context of what we're dealing with Yes. Now, 
I've said my piece. Would any other members of of the four like to like to speak upon 1901 by Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only song on this playlist that I like genuinely. Not what I expected. Okay, yeah. I want to hear what your guess was when we get to it. Because uh, um, I was uh, going to say, yeah. I mean, I'll just say it was. I thought it was going. to I mean, there it's going to be like neon trees. I just assumed that'd be the one. Oh, we no. all have some consensus Ouch. on. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, because this because Phoenix is a, a band that like all my weird like hipster friends in high school were like pushed on me forever until I eventually did really like them. Um, they do always immediately remind me though that Thomas Mars is married to Sofia Coppola, who I absolutely loathe. Um, so that is a take against them. Although I did find out that she said in like a profile like what music is Sophia Coppola listening to? She was like, I really need to this band Phoenix. And and you know, she got what she wanted. I'm I'm very good for her. Um yeah, but I mean, yeah, this is uh and Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix is the only uh I saw the art on this one. I was like, it's gotta be this episode. This is the only one. That art just reminds me of the iTunes store so much. Extremely. <laughs> just seeing that on the front page. I mean, honestly, that song, I don't have that many thoughts on it. I thought it was okay when it was out. It was everywhere. You know, like, uh, it's just so ubiquitous. Listening back, the vocals remind me um, a little bit of Ezra Koenig, uh, Vampire Weekend. I mm-hmm. think that, like, there's mm-hmm. something in the air, that era where singers were sort of in this sphere, were singing with this, like, I don't know, sort of, there's something in the inflection I can't quite place that's just sort of high pitched and sort of a, a little bit classicist, but also like super, you know, fun and jaunty um, and sort of pretentious, but also like, Hey, I'm going to unbutton my, you know, shirt from H and M H and M. Yeah. I like kind of boyish too, in a way. Yeah. I feel boyish, yeah. but at the same time, like, this is like stuffy assholes in my high school listen to this song like <laughs> I, was, I was fucking i was a warp tour when this song was out let's put it that way um but you know I, yeah of the songs on this list it's one of the more palatable ones in my opinion it's also like the the, the ninth best song on that album too like it's so it's so annoying that that was the one that they became a big ubiquitous too because i would take literally any other song on wolfgang on and phoenix over 1901 but that's fair but but yes i think it's it's time it's time to leave our our, our little french men behind this is the last this, this is the first and only our time little french men to to phoenix this is this is the the they, they of course uh, help help ring in car commercial music and they're leaving us uh they're just like okay here's this blueprint bye bye don't do anything bad with it and uh well some people did some bad stuff with it but unfortunately, we'll get, we'll get there. Next now we're going to F one fifty land, F one fifty time. <laughs> yes. So this band, this band, we're going to just reveal off that there are nine. Th- this band had nine number one singles this decade. Oh my and god, we're going to have to fucking talk about Cage the Elephant nine fucking times. We we got to <laughs> do like a, a, a veto or a vote. Or nine. Something, we can't. No, 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 no. This this, this, this is one I, we have to we have to study this. We have to figure out why this band, like, like, investigate Cage of the Elephant. Please. Yeah, exactly. It, like, if this don't. is, if this is the band that is replacing, like, let's be real here. This is the band that's basically replacing Linkin Park because like Linkin Park had the most number ones in the 2000s. Now it's this band. So why the switch here? So obviously 
Cage the Elephant, back against the wall, number one on March 6, 2010, for two weeks. Um, now, Cage the Elephant. Um, I fucking hate Cage the Elephant, but this song, as I said, I have Stockholm with n- numerous songs in this list, and compared to the other Cage the Elephant song that we're going to talk about, <laughs> this song is fine. It is fine oh. in my ears. I have nothing much else to say. But I'm, I am I have some backstory on Cage the Elephant, but I feel like I should save it when we talk about the next one. Because I feel like it's more... I feel like what I'm going to say will make much more sense in the context of the next Cage the Elephant song. But Cage nevertheless... Cage the Elephant has, like, the worst We Are a Rock Band brainworms on, on Earth. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I, I think that's they, reasonable. They both think it's cool to be in a rock band, and that they are extremely cool for being in one. Um, and I, I can confirm this. I have seen them live twice, um, and and each each time has made me like them less as a band. Um, yeah, uh, they're they're really barren of things to say, and this song is just <laughs> like a prime example of that. It just it. It says and and does almost nothing. It's like there. It's um, like I'm listening to like uh like a like basically like an electric jug band type of sound with with what was essentially like vocal fry drone is is what I'm listening to. It's like Kentucky fried <laughs> Kentucky vocal fry. Uh, you sound like he has a stomach ache. <laughs> his, his his voice is the urtext for car commercial music vo- voice of the garage rock variety like yeah. he he is like he is the west, west he like west he is the west mud to another to like dan arbox <laughs> he is the west mud to dan arbox kurt cobain if that makes sense does that metaphor track i well, yeah sure. it tracks you mean uh, West I, Mud is way better than Kurt Cobain? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like th- this weird kind of, I mean, I think a lot of what you need to know about Cage the Elephant is that they are a band entirely of white people from Tennessee, I think. And the second song Kentucky. on their, Kentucky, th- yeah. this, and the second song on their album, uh, Cage the Elephant is titled James Brown. It's just like this, this revival of like blues rock and guitar rock. That's like, we're going to be, we're going to be hard, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just a lot of like the the black keys, white stripes runoff, which like part of why I, I wanted to be on. Nope. I think it, I think Jackson dropped out there. Uh, my, my wife, I keep my wife, I keep cutting out. Uh, so hard for Cage the Elephant. No, I am not. I am I, my only Cage the Elephant thing I will say is that Melophobia Innocent is the one good album they have ever made, and the rest of their yeah. stuff is like not even worth revisiting. But like that, but that's that album is like distinctly more of an indie rock album than kind of what the rest of what they are as a band is. That's just they they got in one good kind of pocket for one album that really is the most I've ever enjoyed them in this, in that kind of a setting. But this first I, album is so much more all over the place and so much more like lazy in the way it does the garage rock thing. When I, when I got into cage, the elephant, it was like, like Melophobia was their most recent album. And I was like, okay, so this is this kind of like cool new direction they're going in. And instead they just like backtracked and doubled down everything afterwards um i i refuse to listen to their 2019 album i just i I, I, I every time 
every time I see the cover, I see it's called Social Cues. I see yeah. the third track is called Black Madonna. I'm just like, you know, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, let's uh, let's hear let's hear a little segment of Back Against the Wall before we continue, though. Uh, oh my God, we haven't even done that. This makes me wanna sink my teeth in deep, burn all the evidence of fabricated disbelief. Pull back the curtains, took a look into your eyes. My tongue has now become a platform for your lies. I said you got me where you want me again, and I can't turn away. I'm hanging. This song, this song and really cage the elephant. It sounds like when you were younger, like let's say like 10 or 11 years old and your parents, they're going out. They're not bringing you. You get to have the house to yourself when you're 10 or 11. That's what cage the elephant in this era sounds like. The first time you're left home alone as a, as a child. Like, yeah, I get to take over the house. I get to do whatever I want. Yeah. Uh, but no, this, this is this like, here's like, I like this song more than the other one, but that does that, not that, mean this song is very good. It's, it's not saying much. It's not saying much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Eli and Eric, you're, you're, you're I have to be the this. contrarian. I have to be the contrarian. Oh, no. This is my favorite song on this list, and this is my favorite band oh, on this list. What the oh. heck? Oh. All right, let me explain. Let me explain. Everything, all the critiques y'all levied at this band are completely true and accurate, and I, I completely agree with all of them. However, I liked this band when this album came out. They were one of my favorite bands, I guess you could say, when I was, what, 14, 15 years old. And I will always look back on it nostalgically. So through that nostalgic lens, I have an appreciation for this. I also personally prefer this style of car commercial music more than all the other ones on this list, which are either like really washed out, like super hi-fi indie pop that's super synthy, or just like you know, later period butt rock, which neither of those really do anything for me. We will also talk about the dirty heads doesn't do anything for me either, but <laughs> KJ and like have like, I was huge, huge white stripes fan, still am. And at least like this feels somewhat more similar to that world of like, you know, garagey blues rock with some, you know, I think there's some pretty redeemable riffs and guitar parts and like, like gritty guitar tones. Like the fact that he's like sort of, appropriating so many genres and rapping half the time which is really corny it has not aged well at all i've not listened to that album in full in a decade probably but when i do hear back either this song the other one on this list and then another song that we won't talk about which is super corny but i just think unabashedly fun ain't no rest for the wicked which oh. is the borderlands uh yes. video game commercial which i remember seeing it to me just the sound that the the fidelity of this album and I did see this band live back in the day too. And I thought, I don't really remember, but I remember liking it at the time. Uh, I don't have that relationship with any of the other bands on this on this list, like bands that I formerly liked, but I now have different opinions. Mostly just bands I never listened to really. So uh, maybe that colors a lot of my opinion on this, but I think that this band is different than the other ones on this on this list and is more just 
fun in my opinion and and fun in a way that doesn't make me cringe in the way that 30 seconds to mars is fun <laughs> to some of you other folks so that, that's my piece i had to say it i i agree that like i i don't hate the way this 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 sounds and i i do have a soft spot for that kind of like garage rock revival stuff because i i too like enjoyed it when i was 14 or whenever when this came out and like i i too played borderlands and enjoy ain't no rest for the wicked and like that song is as corny as it is it's like a pretty good like storytelling song track but like i think the thing that i was trying to I was listening to the Cage the Elephant songs and trying to like pin down like what is it that he reminds me of like with this vocal style that's like so all over the place and doing a lot but like very sweatily and I realized he is the Anthony Kiedis of the 2010s. He, he's <laughs> doing oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, like you're he, right. he's doing the rapping but like the blues singing and like i think think this band is is very obsessed with the song loser by beck Uh, i think they really love that song and um and i think it reflects on these early tracks especially yes if i listen to this band now like this this band couldn't like they are like the the only equivalent you have is like Greta Van Fleet or something like that. Just this band that's blatantly ripping off like former eras of rock music in just like the most like a very artless way. And like in 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 the late 2010s and beyond, and like the, the sort of the voice of the internet and in music discourse online, like this band would just be like memed so much harder and just like tossed off in in the way that Greta Van Fleet was. But I just I wasn't corrupted when i was 14 so i was just like oh this is rock music it's sick and i i guess i still have some of that flowing through me when i think back about them i i mm. definitely had a similar response when i heard these songs for the first time especially ain't no rest for the wicked for the wicked i i really liked that song when it was a big hit um we will get back to cage the elephant though they have one more song on this yeah. list yeah uh, but but next uh next uh on the list is our our favorite band our aj aj <laughs> moser's favorite band views oh my god song resistance went, went number one on march 20th 2010 for three weeks play uh, first. Alex, you play the snippet before we get into it okay yeah but let me play the snippet and then and then alex i will, I will let you speak no i actually have a completely unrelated thing I just I just wanted to point out that Gavin is so Leto pilled that that he has not been paying attention and has instead been posting Jared Leto tweets into chat yeah. like this whole time <laughs> yeah, since I'm we sorry. stopped talking about Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, the second we stopped talking about Leto, I started looking up Leto. Uh yeah, uh, but I guess Muse will bring me back into the fold, folks. Let's, okay, let's hear some (laughs) 
I, how more do we need to listen to? Come on. I want to shoot. I want to shoot <laughs> Matt Bellamy. This song is so funny. This song is so funny. Okay, we need to. This is this is. I think. I don't know. It's hard to pick the most embarrassing era of Muse. <laughs> this is really up there. I mean, like Uprising is, I think, a little worse than the, I. I don't know. Like the main thing I think about with my big take on Muse is that I am the one of the world's biggest Radiohead fans. You'll meet, and every time I listen to Muse, I'm like, God. God, does, does does Radiohead sound this fucking dorky to other people? Like, because when when I hear people dunk on Radiohead, <laughs> like what they say Radiohead is, like I hear that with Muse. But I think, as AJ said, they they are dumb guy Radiohead is basically what they are. They're like Radiohead <laughs> for people who think that like Christopher Nolan movies are like the the, the most intellectual movies out there. Like they're really kind of basic while also being like nerdy and like very self-serious in the way that like 30 seconds to Mars also kind of is. But I I will admit that the, uh, the, the part where the drums actually like, kick in there and it does like the 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 tell me wrong tell me wrong like the inner the, the kind of interpol sounding part that part of the song is really good the rest of it's dog shit but <laughs> i like i like anyone doing a, a bad interpol impersonation unfortunately my brain's broken <laughs> this song uh, is like worse than the sum of its parts like there there are a ton <laughs> of great like little production ideas and musical ideas in it but it, when it comes together, it's just such a, like, huge, sloppy mess. And, and of course, like, Bellamy's lyrics, as always, are are something to, to behold. Um, <laughs> it, this song is messy. Um, it is considerably better than Uprising, but it's still... Like, no. 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 Absolutely, Absolutely not. This song Absolutely sucks. Not. A word came to my mind. It's not good, but it's, it's better than Uprising. I I am surprised you actually think that Uprising is better than this song, because Uprising just sucks. Yeah, it's just really bad. Uh, it has the no. little so come ons. This song's just boring. Yeah, were were you going to say something, Eric? Oh, a word came to mind while that clip was happening, and it is Cold Platio Head. they do exist at that exact intersection kind of and i mean like Mm -hmm. i I think with all all this music i think you were dead on about the like the ages that we're all at like a lot of this music was hitting us at an age where we were not jaded and now at the end of this decade we are all insanely jaded and so like the way that all of this music plays for us is going to be very interesting and then there's some of us that are more car commercial pilled than others which is i mean jake and (laughs) nat's energy they're going to bring into this podcast is going to like drive gavin insane but yeah, I'm already uh, exhausted with that. I, I, I specifically chose this thing because I wanted to play the the thought police line, which is just like, it's oh like what God. fucking like what 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 thoughts do they want to arrest you for, Matt Bellamy? Your thoughts on the Adrian <laughs> stance? <laughs> God, it's it's very like people the, the same people who are using Orwellian on Twitter right now incorrectly are also the people that listen to Muse. Like, yeah, th- th- there's a lot of overlap in that. Venn diagram. Kevin, didn't you find this a, is, a, a this tweet music from, is like... like? Sorry. Yeah, I... yeah. We talked about oh. it last time. We talked about Muse, I think. But Glenn Beck famously tweeted, "I have it pulled up. I'll read it." Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> new Muse CD. 
Amazing. These guys are right on the money. Lyrics on target, talent off the charts. They get it. Libertarian. And that was the, from this, 2009. This music is like porn for like people who call themselves like sapiosexual libertarians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Big time. So, sorry, no, no offense oh, to to yeah. our boy AJ, who is just AJ is just an appreciator, homosexual <laughs> libertarian. <laughs> he's, he's, no, AJ is an appreciator of dumb guy culture, which I I must respect. Like in theory, the idea of a dumb guy Radiohead is like very appealing to me on paper. It just doesn't work out in execution. Like like you were saying, like all of the a lot of the pieces of this song I could be fine with in their own, but it just adds up to this monstrosity that I do not enjoy. Yes. Let's, it's just yeah, not let's, as fun let's... as 30 Seconds to Mars. It's just, <laughs> it's the same shit, well, but it's not fun. We'll get, we're, we're almost, Gavin, we are almost there. We're almost there, okay? But we got, but, we have, we have some obstacles in our way. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, that first obstacle being the next song on the list, uh, Mountain Man Crash Kings, or the, the song Mountain Man by Crash Kings, which went number one on April 10th, 2010, for one week, where it was then overtaken by Resistance by Muse the next week. April 17th. Uh, so one week at number one, Mountain Man, Crash Kings. Let's hear a little bit of uh, this song. Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's let's put a stop to that. Um, it's just like boring. Light I, he's doing Jack, Jack White voice. It's it's yeah. it's literally like a bad SNL like impersonation yeah. of Jack White. I mean, Matt, Maddie, why, why don't you? I mean, you were a member of the band Crash King, so why don't you give us? I am not. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, look, look, look. I understand the ten years thing because I was the only person who had heard of that band before then. But I don't know who this fucking band is. I don't know who the fuck they are. I don't even like this song at all. I haven't said anything. This song sucks. It's horrible. Maddie, you're awfully defensive. I mean, I was just, I was just. <laughs> I will, now, now I think. I will give you. I will give you a wedgie in your goddamn horse cheese. Goddamn. Okay. Right. Okay, but but there's one thing. I did have one note. I did have one note. As I said, as I said, there are there's a lot of brothers on this list. Of course, the Crash Kings are brothers. The brainchild of brothers Tony Tony Bolivu and Mike Bolivu. Uh, who had been playing music together all their lives, the pair wanted to see if they could capture the big sound of rock music without actually using guitars. Um, what? And they were discovered. I, yeah, so there's no guitars in the song. It's just keyboards and bass and drums. I uh, guess that makes... Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it is like... I do think they execute that in a kind of like interesting way. Like, this song is propulsive. You, you have to give it that. It, it is propulsive. Yeah, I mean it's as propulsive as as a Jeep Wrangler. So yeah, it sounds like the TC exactly. Tuggers song from I Think You Should Leave. Oh my god! <laughs> I was gonna say uh-uh. I said this in the in the chat already, but it sounds like the like the music that PWG uses in their yes, their pay per view yeah. promo. I'm I'm the only person who will get that, but you're absolutely right. You're dead on with that. 
yeah, this is this is nothing. Like I've never heard this song before. I'll never listen to it again. I won't even remember it. You know. Yeah, I feel I feel that way even more about the next song on the list. But this one, yeah, it's it's really it is not like the worst song on the list musically by any means. But I think it is just so emblematic of the like very lazy white stripes, black keys ripoff stuff that like defines a lot of what we're going to be dealing with for the next, especially the next five years of of this uh, series. (laughs) Like it's going to be a lot of this kind of, uh, uh, it's so it's so anonymous and so like besides the the no guitars thing which is like interesting and like whatever it just is very kind of like by the numbers of the kinds of rock music that was becoming popular again at this time it also only has that song has less than five million streams in spotify i'm looking so like completely forgotten as we have all forgotten it (laughs) like like one week in 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 2010 people were like mountain man crash kings That just yeah doesn't exist anymore yeah their account hasn't tweeted since like 2015 2016 and one of the Mm. last things it did was retweet the obama cool clock want to bring it to the white house tweet (laughs) which i'm i'm a pretty big fan of so it it, it puts me a little more in favor of this song just because of that but it's this is nothing this is just pure car commercial you know yeah Mm -hmm. let's let's move on uh of course after after muse went back to number one again um are again the the remnants of butt rock they they try to briefly take a return of the charts uh with stone temple pilots with their song between the lines which was number one on april 24th 2010 for three weeks this isn't even butt rock this is like full-on grunge uh oh no it's like here's the thing butt rock began with grunge but there's like that's where that's where that's the entry point of butt rock but of course there's bands that are good stone temple pilots are butt rock again stone temple pilots you you can't like here's the thing like were you weren't on the same episode where we talked about slither jackie like (laughs) i I remember i remember remember that episode yes okay fair point let's play a little bit let's play a little bit of of between the lines from from stone temple pilots for y'all real quick Oh my god. I have, a, I have a theory about this song. We'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta hear it all. We gotta hear it all, baby. He, he sounds kind of like Wes Mudd here, but it's not as good as the real thing. Okay, so we'll, we'll put a stop to, to Scott Weiland. Um, Gavin, you said you had a theory. I want to hear your theory because I had a comment, but I want to hear your theory first before anything. Okay, so like it's so obvious that this song is like trying to be like a 60s sort of like deal uh this song came out in uh let me google this i believe it was like march yeah march 22nd uh 2010 uh if we go back a couple months to uh let me see here august something i think it's like august 28th uh the movie the much forgotten movie taking woodstock starring dimitri martin comes out. <laughs> oh my god so i'm thinking stone temple pilots hit up the old uh movie pass and saw a film and then decide to write a very bizarre rock song for a grunge band uh there was no actual woodstock in 2009 or 2010 
but I imagine this would be in all the commercials. Um, this is a head scratcher. Uh, this, the, I don't, I don't know why Stone Simple Pilots made this or why it went number one, but I'm, I, I can't say I'm a fan. Stone Temple I, Pilots are, are one of those bands that's like always been pushed on me as like, hey, maybe this is someone kind of bigger, important from like the night. I don't know, but they're just so like in general, any of the like grunge and post grunge bands from the 90s that like aren't Nirvana or whatever is just like, I, I think grunge music in general is just a psyop from Gen X so that they can pretend that they're cool and have culture. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I refuse to engage with it. I refuse to engage with U2 and uh, Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots. I kind of have always lumped into that bag. And every time I listen to this song, it is just like, it goes in one ear out the other. Like I, when it came on again, we'll I, was that like, one. I was like, Oh, oh, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but that, that song is, is painful in a memorable way. This song is just completely like it, it leaves my brain. Like when it came on again, I was like, Oh yeah, right. That's how this song sounds. <laughs> Had no idea. I feel like the song, it's of course the person, the, you know, the, 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 the chick he's singing about, it's either someone that's like age appropriate for Scott Weiland, or it's like when he's talking about, you know, even when we used to take drugs, it's like, he's talking to his 19 year old girlfriend when they used to take drugs when she was 18. <laughs> it's one or the other. This song has bad vibes, very bad vibes. Yeah. I don't curse. Like, he really likes the fish. Don't like super efficient people. What a lyric. I mean, just, Scott, uh, we miss you, but uh, we'll we'll remember plush, buddy. Do That's we? <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, this one, yeah, a real head scratcher. And just the fact that, like, at this point, like, you know, butt rock has mostly been wiped out of the charts at this point, and the fact that this band somehow slipped in, you know, under, you know, you slipped in at the last minute, really, just like okay, like before you guys turn change to alternative songs, let's uh, let's. Can we have our little butt rock song come in and then you got them will leave? I mean, but that, that's the that's the fascinating thing about butt rock in the 2010s is that butt rock dies as far as its relevance to like the charts for the most part. But every like there still is a contingent of people, like lots of people who in the year 2020, like genuinely really only listen to butt rock and like go to like see their shows in in 2019 back when shows were happening there there are just lots of people who at very obviously like at various points of their lives just like freeze their musical taste in amber and decide to only listen to bands that are coming out now that are reproducing versions of music they enjoyed in the past which is why like all of those bands have crazy followings and every once in a while like someone like stone temple pilots will come out with a song that is just big enough that like it manages to crack the charts for a little bit just out of the sheer volume of like people who are trapped in the year 2002 hmm. oh boy <laughs> just, yeah i yeah this one again it's a, it I, I i've said all i need to say this song it's bad vibes um Scott Weiland, I, I don't want to accuse Scott Weiland of being a pedophile or anything like that. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. This song just doesn't. I don't like this. This is this 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 is a song that is enjoyed by men that definitely creep on very young girls at bars. I, I just know I, that in my heart. I, I, I googled Scott Weiland and and the the first photo that came, I'll send it in the car commercials chat. But him with red hair, like shirtless, with like his hands like on his chest. It's just it's just very upsetting. I'm gonna. Send it over in a second. 
Oh boy. Well, let's let's move on to the next song then, unless we have any more thoughts on Stone Temple Pilots. Um, which okay, you know what? I just read our next song. Yeah, I I you know I I don't. Oh boy. Okay. So th- this this song, the next song on our list. No, is, just play is... it. Don't even say anything. Okay. Our next song. <laughs> let's, let's let's just play a segment of our of our next song real quick. <sighs> I'm gonna kill myself. I'm Hawaiian shirt vibes. Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. So this is this is evil adultery. Bruno Mars. That's exactly what I wanted to get to is that I think we've established like the two main <laughs> poles of car commercial music, but there is also like a third current that I think will run through some of this list. Although I think a lot of these songs from the 2010s will end up on like the pop charts, but like Jason Mraz core, like ukulele, mm. like bad oh, reggae. Yes, like this is this is right in that wheelhouse, but like with the with more of a like distinctly sublime kind of dub reggae uh thing. It's so bad. I hate this. This is so funny. So, so the song is "Dirty Heads" featuring Rome Ramirez of of Sublime with Rome. Uh, Lay me down, which went number one on May fifteenth, twenty ten, for eleven weeks. The the longest oh, reigning number God. one. And we're not and we're not counting the Muse song, the longest reigning number one of this. People episode. like this better Whoa. than Kings and Queens. <laughs> this is almost <laughs> as funny as uh, Kings and Queens to me. Like this is no, so. No, it's not. Here's yes, it is. Here's this is this is funnier, almost funnier to me than Kings and Queens, um, which I'm a little more. Right of kings and queens this than is, like you guys are but yeah yeah this is santeria I, too here's the thing I, I, posted this, <laughs> I posted this in the uh in the chat earlier today in our in our discord uh i said uh this song is bad you should never listen to it on your own but if you go to a barbecue and the chef puts this song on you're about to eat the best food you've ever had in your life <laughs> that's my take on this song <laughs> that, that, I, that that's correct i think yeah so yeah. I'm just gonna play. I'm just so I, I I'm just gonna play a clip of me listening to to this Dirty Head song mm-hmm. uh, today while preparing for this episode. Uh, I posted this on my Twitter today, so some of you may have already seen this, but just let's reiterate it for for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i agree I, I, I would i would just yell right now but my parents are upstairs so i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to scare them because but this song it is this might it, i think like here's like i i know there are worse songs to come because i i have prepared pretty thoroughly for for these coming episodes but as we again but just if we're, if we're starting off from the butt rock number ones until now this may be the worst song that we have talked about yet. No so, way. No. So, it, I think so there is yeah. no, here's the thing. Like, even the really bad songs, there is always, there's at least one thing that is somewhat redeemable about them. Or it's like, no, no it's just sort of boring. This song, I, there is, it is, there's nothing good here. It sounds like there's so many, but it is, it is funny in some ways. 
like I think the funniest thing is like the very awkward when they have their shitty little reggae rap verses and they awkwardly have to cut to the chorus. It's so fucking bad. Like production wise, yeah. it's so terrible because it's just like, like oh we have this little thing. Like oh 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 we have Roman Sublime. Oh shit, we have to get to him. Like it's incredibly clunky i kind of agree with you maddie just in terms of that this is a genre of trend in music that's gonna happen a lot in the next i mean this is one year out from i'm yours by jason mraz like that's the era of music we're dealing with here and like this is a, a genre and style of song that i do not like and then this is a very bad execution of that sort of a thing like it it's 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 that it's like that kind of jason mraz like bullshit but then like also with like Wiz Khalifa like rapping but worse like I don't know there's a lot going on with this song and none of it is good it's just like Spencer's poster stoner music (laughs) yeah yeah. like college dorm stoner like just a big nug of weed on the wall (laughs) Um, yeah the the thing is like you can this obviously you can't talk about the song not just because rome is in it but you can't talk about this type of music without mentioning sublime because obviously it all draws from that so like so directly but the thing is like no one's ever done sublime as well as sublime did i actually yeah. will go to bat for sublime for what it is it's extremely problematic but like there were like the the dirtbag sensibilities of sublime like the fact that they were like also like kind of a punk band and actually were like you know somewhat authentic this just sounds so fake to me and just so like uh yeah it's completely unmemorable but it also just sounds like so fucking phony which is really like 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 even like 30 seconds to mars like sounds phony in other ways but like at least jared Leto, you can hear him trying so hard on that (laughs) (laughs) and like these guys don't even sound like they're trying here yeah this is phoning it in the thing with the dirty head is that this this song lay me down here's the dirty heads I'm almost certain that almost all the dirty heads voted for Donald Trump in the 2016 and 2020 election. <laughs> and yet this yeah. song is the most pussy ass liberal song that I've ever heard in my entire life. This song literally is about killing cops and it is the most pussy ass liberal thing Here's that I've ever heard. Here's the thing. Here's why I think I, you know, I don't like this song. It's objectively bad, but here's why I think my brain is telling me to like this song. It's like, what if Asher Roth was in Sublime? <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it's giving so much Asher brain. Roth could actually rap. Asher, Asher Roth could rap. I would rather Asher hear Roth's that. my friend, and I don't want to shit on him, but uh, that's that's the vibes this song is giving me. You know, I, I, I think what uh, you were saying earlier I, about like uh, Sublime like being the better version like i i think what it is is that like sublime are like white guys appropriating reggae but at least sublime you listen to them it's like okay they've listened to reggae yeah they know reggae <laughs> these yeah. guys have just listened to sublime they, yeah, exactly they're, they're, to sublime. Yeah. exactly that's, that's it like they're, they're it's the copy of a copy and so that's why it sounds like so generic and awful yeah same with head- crash i forgot to mention this during crash kings but like Crash Kings are like trying to sound like Wolf Mother instead of Led Zeppelin. Like, oh my what, god, yeah. That's what so many of these bands are. This is just copy of a copy as like a a like nine episode series we're about to do and I don't know how we're going to stay sane. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty Heads, it's like it's like the Gabriel Gundactor uh guy who listens to music character. Like, oh, <laughs> music. Great this music. <laughs> oh, it's not playing anything? Oh. Okay. Is this music? I love, I can't get enough of that sweet music. Oh, God. Yeah, no, this one is, um, like, 
you know, of course, my, my least favorite song in the last series was was Shine Down Second Chance. Second <laughs> Chance had one redeemable element, and that was the, the Phil Collins drum fill. This has, I have nothing, there's nothing here. This song there's is definitely better than uh, Just Like You by Three Days Grace, you know? Or just like you kind yeah. of rips. I, I, that's always like catchy. Right I don't even remember this at all. That's like, I don't even remember it to hate it. I just, it just floats right through my brain. I, I, I think it's, it's really impressive how this song manages to simultaneously sound like a Long Beach skate shop and also a Starbucks at the same time. Like it, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it, it crosses those boundaries and exists in some cultural wasteland in between. That's just Sun music. Yeah, I, song, I, I shouldn't have said Spencer's. Yeah, yeah, Pac, it's definitely Sun energy. This song uh, gives us the same feeling we got when uh, Jack and Nolan from One Star told us 311 was from Omaha and not California. (laughs) 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 Like, that's what this song is capturing. Who are the dirty heads and where are they from? It's a question I immediately regret asking, but... (laughs) (laughs) I need to know immediately. They are are actually from California. They are from California. But they're from Uh, Huntington Beach. Oh, that explains so much. Oh, my God. No, Huntington Beach is... Uh, like the, the maybe the most MAGA place in Southern California besides like actual Orange County, Orange County. It's uh not surprising. Um, I will say that the, their I believe their Wikipedia photo is them performing behind like a Bud Light logo, which is yeah, it is right, it is appropriate. You know, um, also I'm just noticing the front man in this is another Jared, so double Jareds, D- Dirty J as he's. Known. I I know which Jared I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> um but let us let us continue though i think i think so dirty heads i'm actually the thing that's most shocking is the fact that dirty heads this is their only number one i could have swore they would have they would have another one on here but thankfully dirty heads they, were number they, one. I feel like they definitely the had other oh, songs oh, oh, hold because on. i was familiar with this band name mm-hmm. we're we gonna say also, gavin uh everyone please check our chat uh there's a piece of merch that i think we should all uh consider buying based on the bond we just oh. with each other <laughs> oh <I don't> no <laughs> is this oh when, no is this in the twitter chat or is this in the this is in the twitter chat yes 85 dollars yeah it's an 85 dollar woven blanket with an octopus on it and it says dirty heads um i think i might purchase this for my home and I recommend you yeah, all Yeah, but this same. is just Grateful Dead merch. This is literally just Grateful Dead merch. <laughs> no, Grateful Dead merch would have t- more colors and it'd be more fun. This is like um, uh, Dropkick Murphy's merch. Yeah. Well, Alex needs to Can pick I... it up immediately then. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Oh, God. The, this okay, song, we... like, it, one thing I noticed was, like, it's, it is considerably worse on headphones. Like... <laughs> like punishingly <laughs> bad just brutal on headphones like literally made me nauseous when i listened to it the first time but when i played it on my laptop speakers later watching the music video it it was fine it was it was fine and it's it's just remarkable that disparity it's because um, is music meant to be played in a mall is is exactly yeah. <laughs> like like you're not sh- it's like it's mixed specifically for shitty speakers and if you listen to it on good speakers it's like l- looking into the eye of sauron like you're not supposed to be there <laughs> oh god i'm just thinking of a, of a video 10 hours of mall ambience and it's just it's like this song <laughs> playing very faintly in the background oh god okay so right, let's, yeah, let's move, on. move on dirty heads gone uh from from the list now uh what took its place was, what took its place was our pal jared back again 30 seconds to mars this is war went number one on july 31st 2010 for one week 
Uh, all right, we're back to Jared. Uh, Gavin, what, what kind of what kind of Jared stuff have you pulled up for us now? Uh, I haven't been doing much Jared research recently because we were talking about uh, Muse recently. and Dirty Heads. Uh, yeah, but recently, I mean, in the last whenever we stopped talking about it, uh, I I honestly I didn't feel anything towards this one for a while until Alex said, uh, "Hey, Gavin, you have to watch the music video." <laughs> And I said, okay, Alex, I trust you. And saw Jared Leto pretending to be in Iraq shooting at like tanks flying through the air. So and, fucking good. And I'm um I'm I'm once again back on the Jared Leto train. I will defend this based on how funny the music video is. Uh, it's like it's like the video he shoots it's like a gun. He shoots a gun in the video multiple times and everyone is just like uncanny valley levels of like this is obviously not happening. Like like just so awkward he holds it like he's holding like paper mache yeah, he, he looks like he's so playing yeah, he looks like he's playing house of the dead at an arcade or something like yeah. it's but like uh, and he's I'm watching right now and he has like a flamethrower at one point that he's just like clearly firing into nothing yeah just like not even added the objects it's uh, like the video the video is a mix of like the hurt walker and like 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 a freddie wong video like those yes. early YouTube oh my God. Like VFX videos. I, uh, listeners, I cannot recommend this video enough. I think you should watch it. And, I think uh, it will improve your day. Yes, and shout out to Lily for sending <laughs> us um, Jared Leto, This Is War, in the studio, vocals only, uh, video of him singing. <laughs> and the, like, the producer hits him in the head at one point. Uh, okay, we need to play. Okay, I forgot. We need to play a little bit of the song. Let's play. Yes, let's please. play a little bit. Oh, yeah. this, this is not the vocal take, but uh, Gavin, if you want to pull that up in the meantime, so we can compare the two, uh, let's hear a little oh, bit God, of "This Is on. War" from from Thirty Seconds to Mars. Such a deep sound. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. simply entranced so uh, what is this saying about war okay, I, I, yeah, um, yeah one thing i think lily i think lily pointed out that this song doesn't seem to say anything about war in particular <laughs> like, the video starts with a message where it's like war is bad if we don't stop war it'll destroy us um but like even even the rest of the video, it just like it just looks like they're having like a weirdly fun time fighting this war, and like it ends with this like like pyramid of a mast flying like military vehicles, um, and and I don't I don't know how to explain it. You just have to watch. Yeah, it's like a is... tornado of tanks. Yes, <laughs> we're, we, we are just baby brains living in Jared Leto's galaxy brain world. Um, and... 
the, the <laughs> lyrics to this song, I, Lily was exactly right that it's just like it, it is. It is like peak century. He literally says it is the moment of the truth, the moment of truth, and the moment to lie, the moment to live, the moment to die, the moment <laughs> to fight. To fight. It's like he's doing all these like this and that, and he's trying to be like, oh, there's two sides to every coin. Yeah, and- but it, 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 it's just he's saying nothing. He's like, yeah. it's up and it's down. It's left and it's right. It's blue and it's red. Like it just doesn't mean anything. <laughs> this is this sounds like fucking Doctor Seuss. In in a way, in a way, I honestly think. <laughs> in a way, I honestly think this song portrays war as as good. Like it is tonally extremely positive throughout, and like weirdly hopeful. But, it's, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's not like hopeful about the end of war. It's just like yay war. <laughs> this is. It's Jared Leto listing different Call of Duty classes for like five minutes and then gang vocals <laughs> kick in. Oh my god. And it's it's like it's very easy to make fun of the lyrics when you like read them on paper because in general with lyrics, like sometimes when you read them out loud, it's like, well, without the vocal performance. But the vocal performance is funny in a completely different way than reading them on a piece of paper is funny. Like what the hell is he fucking doing <laughs> with the way he says every word in the song, the way he like ends his lines with that like kind of like nasally like the moment to try. I can't even do it. It's just, it's just <laughs> baffling what he does on this song. I'm looking at the uh, the comments the, in YouTube, and there's a comment that perfectly, you know, put, captures the exact 30 seconds to Mars fan base, which is someone saying seven months ago, which is around the time of the BLM protests. What's currently going on in America directly reminded me of this song. It's going crazy right now. Uh, <laughs> That, 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 that was the other thing that was funny to me is like even though it's hilarious to imagine someone like listening to this now and being like damn this is politically resonant like what was jared leto writing this song about in 2009 yeah. like like was he like damn the the late george bush administration like this doesn't feel political at all it feels like someone who like understands politics by like when they see cnn for 10 minutes at the gym like I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> One thing we have not uh, touched on with both uh, uh, 30 Seconds Tomorrow songs is that, well, this is the title track, but the album cover for This Is War, <laughs> it's a, a, a growling tiger face. Yeah. And I had yeah. it open while that clip was playing. And I was like, I'm just going to picture that this tiger is just screaming all of these lyrics. And honestly, it makes it a lot better. I think it's just this screaming tiger. <laughs> but like this cover is just like it's the perfect encapsulation of like this is a, a shitty action movie of an album. It and like not even in, like an entertaining way where it's like, oh, okay, it's bright and flashy, there's lots of violence, it's you know, at least uh, capturing your attention. It's just like this is a row of cliches of like someone like he's trying to do rock star drag here a little bit, and I mean, he's having fun at least. You got you can say that for him. Mm-hmm. I oh god! I just got a very bad. I just got a, a very bad take just formed in my brain. Oh, no. I feel oh, like no. in, in in a way, I feel like Thirty Seconds to Mars. They're like you know, like like the nineteen seventy five are like direct descendants of Thirty Seconds to Mars. 
Oh, um, yeah. I can't a, fully a, explain it, but like, it, you just—it's a feeling. Okay, it's just a deep the, feeling. The, I they, have, they have things in common. I don't think. I don't think it's like one to one. One to five is way better for I'm, one. I'm gonna disagree because like Maddie Healy is all id and like clearly has feelings, but like Jared Leto is like an entity pretending to to <laughs> like be a person. Yeah. <laughs> is it, how do you do that? Now we're not going to talk about Jared. We're not going to talk about Jared at all. Okay. He he's like, hey humans, you know those relatable things: war, fighting, things I understand completely. Yeah, that, that is what this song is. <laughs> I went to one of their meetings. It was a. It was it was in a in a in a, in a packed stadium. Okay. Oh God. Okay. So like. Okay. So there's things about. Sorry. I, I I keep making. We we made some some Twin Peaks jokes because Jared and Judy very similar vibes so this this one i i this so the only good 30 seconds to mars song is the kill i love that song when i was ever heard it, of it, Kings it, and it, Queens? i think <laughs> I, yes gavin i, I have heard from Kings yesterday Queens. is better than the kill honestly i i think from yesterday it definitely is a little bit better than the, than the two we're talking about today but here's no another way. kill the kill. I I, have, it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear into that. liking <laughs> this song. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna come clean that that I think I might enjoy this song like on some genuine level. Like now, I, Alex, <laughs> you say that. You say that, and you know what? I actually kind of agree a little bit. I oh yeah. I, I, was like, I like before this pod. I like. I was. I was driving home. And I was listening, listening to the playlist one last time. And I like before then I was like fully ready to come and be like, yeah, both of these 30 seconds to Mars songs, they're not the worst ones, but they're really not that good. But I was listening to this is war in the car and be like, damn, this is war. I have two more things to add about this one, but go ahead, DJ Horse Jeans. Uh, I think that this, that they are the bridge from butt rock to imagine dragons core they are like yeah, the, yeah. The, the the strand that connects those two and i'm sure we will discuss imagine dragons at length on this series in later episodes but i think i think there's a certain uh, there's more of a line there to them than to 1975 i think i oh yeah no definitely you're, you're, you're yeah. correct there i just um, get i just i, I just feel like Maddie Healy is just like indie Jared Leto. I, I feel like that will become more apparent in the <laughs> sure. years to come. Like Maddie Healy is like, like he's only like Maddie Healy. I, is he how, how old is Maddie Healy right now? Because like he's not even as old as right now that as Jared Leto was when he wrote The Kill. So it's like we got we got years to come. In terms I, of I, Maddie, I do think Matt that uh, Alex is onto something as far as like Jared like. Maddie Healy is not like Jared Leto because Maddie Healy is like a recognizable kind of dumb guy, and Jared Leto is like an alien. Like seriously, like <laughs> is he actually human? Question mark. My, I have a theory that Tom DeLonge found him and said, "We're gonna make you a star kid." Uh, uh, I just, oh I, I, I have something from a lyricsinterpretation.com that I'd oh, like to. Oh, it's back, baby. Uh, I'd like to bestow upon us all just to consider, maybe close it out. Uh, first things first, this song is basically the same as that Three Doors Down Army commercial song. Uh, yeah. Second of all, uh, here's uh, Anonymous from lyricinterpretations.com. It's clearly the warning for the new world order. Note the alien like activity. It's not aliens, is it? It's military. And the way it flashes back to World War II. 
Well, that's because the Bavarian Illuminati and the American Illuminati tend to play a human chess game with our unsuspecting soldiers. At the end, there's a pyramid that shows to them saying the Illuminati will use our military to fight a war against anyone who doesn't believe in what they do. And where they say, lift your hands to the sun, well, that's them lifting their hands to Horus, the sun god, a.k.a. the all-seeing eye, a.k.a. Lucifer, a.k.a. Satan. Need I go on? And that's 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 basically what the the, the type of person who unironically <laughs> likes this. So like everyone uh, that was like genuinely into like Illuminati stuff back then and believing it, like they're all like QAnon people now, right? Oh yeah, definitely. They yeah. gotta be. I I, I think yeah. when you take I, like there, you, is... you take QAnon level people in terms of their understanding of the world and science, and then you take like actual people who know what they're talking about, and then you find the exact midpoint between those two. Those are Muse fans, right there, right in the pocket. Yes, <laughs> I have I have a, a take. Jared yeah. Leto is the like, like manifestation of of like liberalism. Jared Leto is is like a a a a pure form of liberalism come to life. <laughs> I yeah. mean, he did endorse yeah. Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, I could read that if you wanted, but I'm I'm gonna spare you. I mean, this is our last opportunity to talk about Jared, and so far I, he's the hero of this so series. So sad. Like, I know. I'm already is, gonna miss him. This is the most fun I'm gonna have on this series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't know that. I'm sure there will be some surprises. I did not expect Three Days Grace to be as bad as they were. Um, I did not remember them as being that bad for sure. Oh boy. Let's yeah. I, I I think I think it is time to bid adieu to, to Jared. But this will Aww. probably even even though this may be the last thirty seconds of the Mars song on the list, I'm sure that we're not done with Jared. There's a lot of Jared content one, out there that we must <laughs> dissect. Yeah. One more one more quick take, which is uh, I'm just gonna leave this here. Uh, thirty seconds to Mars is like like the anti hotelier or or like wa hotelier if you will <laughs> 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 oh, God. That, that, okay that, that kind of tracks i hate let's it. just leave it at that let's just leave, let's just leave it <laughs> yeah. at that, and, and like, leave it at that. there there are brief seconds where i'm listening to them and it just makes me think about goodness just like I, I don't know, just like a quick flash of like intonation in his voice, and I'm like, goodness. <laughs> okay, what's anyway, okay? What what sorry, is sorry for the slander? Slander. Uh, goodness is like one of my favorite albums. Anyway, next song is is dog shit, and yes. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the next song is Cage the Elephants in One Year, which went number one on August seventh, twenty ten, for four weeks. Um, let's hear let's hear a little, little, little segment of uh of in one year real quick.
Okay, so that, that they was made a, a song for the haters. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, so... I've changed my mind. I do want to talk about this song. Okay, it is so, so fucking funny. It is um... very funny, but I need to. So we need to remember some very important. We need to remember some very important. Um, Cage the Elephant War. Though. This is this is what I was saying because I was like, I'm gonna wait because I think it, this this makes more sense with it with this song than than the previous one. So. Of course, the lead singer of Cage the Elephant is Matthew Ray Schultz, and this, this is from his Wikipedia. This is his Wikipedia article. Oh no! Uh, Matthew Ray Schultz was born on October twenty third, nineteen eighty three, and raised in Bowling Green, Kentucky, alongside high school friends and future bandmates, including his older brother Brad Schultz. Again, bro- big brother energy going on right now. Uh, Daniel uh, Technor, bass backing vocals, Lincoln Parrish, and Jared Champion. Schultz and his brother came from a poor background and were sometimes teased for this, with his brother being called poor boy by children at their school. Which, okay, I, no, uh, sorry. That sounds like a record label executive making up a backstory for this band. That's not yeah. fucking true. That's not true. That I, part's not I, true. I but, went to. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. But what part is true is this next segment, which uh, their father oh, no. is also a musician and also named Brad. Their parents separated when their brothers were young. After the divorce, their mother dated Schultz's football coach, prompting him to quit the team and play music as an act of rebellion. Whoa, I hate my stepdad. <laughs> yes. Wow. Th- th- this is, hey, Maddie, you were exactly correct in identifying that this is, in, in the absence of butt rock at the center of culture, this becomes the new I hate my stepdad music. Like this is yeah. this is the heir to the Three Days Grace throne, but with sort of a combination of garage rock and an Anthony Kiedis vocal sensibility. It's just, I I I, I went to look up on uh, his Wikipedia page to see what you were talking about, and the other thing I found, which was the musical influences section, he cites uh, b- bands such as the Pixies as influential in his vocal style, and he says that his stage pro- persona is inspired by punk pioneers such as Iggy Pop, and I think that is just uh, there's just a lot going on with this guy, and I think we we will get to the bottom of Matt Schultz among many topics in this car commercial number ones because we we do have to talk about him many more times, unfortunately. God, yeah, we can't we can't exhaust ourselves too much with 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 this because again there, we have to we have to figure out how this song out- sucks though it is so bad, oh, so bad. <laughs> this is this is this is the worst of the four singles from this album and is just so clearly the worst version of us of ain't no rest for the wicked because like that song is like a little corny yeah. and whatever but then you listen to that song after listening to this song and you're like that song is beautiful storytelling like it, it really uh really sets the bar lower for the rest of the stuff going on in that album <laughs> It's like, uh, cause he's rapping a little. But it's he's he's rapping a little bit in the in the previous song, but this one it's just like, it 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 is him rapping. Here's the thing: I I had this thought in my head. I I have to if like Jack Harlow was like ten years older, he would be the front man of Cage the Elephant. He would damn be it, Maddie. making Cage the Elephant music. You're exactly um, right. It's it's like, this intersection this, where. This is, I was gonna say this is to say that if Matthew Ray Schultz was ten years younger, he would be making SoundCloud like trap music right now. Exactly, like this. He just he grew up at the exact age where he was still like the cool thing to do is to be a rock star, and one thousand percent he would be a rapper if he had just been like a Gen Z person as opposed to however old he is. He's I mean, thirty-seven now. Wow. Wow. Look, <laughs> Jared Leto is forty-nine. 
<laughs> Here's the thing. I know you just told me like the whole backstory of KG Offense and that there's like five people in it and they're all brothers and they all knew each other. Uh, you're never going to convince me that this isn't just the workaholics being in a band. Like that's just what I culturally associate with this sound with. Oh. Like, it's just like, it's just, this is just like workaholics core to me. Like I've, I've never listened to KG Elephant. The impression I had at the time was I was not listening to like modern rock music, but I was always told like, oh, this is the good one. And uh, I listened to him today and I, I can tell you they're not the good one to my ears. I just, I, I don't like this. This song's fucking hilarious. It's them owning the haters. But uh, aside from that, like, I, I don't, I don't dig this. On their debut album, the first song, Hey, to our haters. Yeah. <laughs> that we don't even have yet. Uh, I like some parts with the organ because it reminded me of Fish, but uh, they don't jam, so fuck them. <laughs> uh, resident Cage Elephant Defender, I will say this song is significantly worse. The back gets the wall. That, that's all I'll say on this. So yes, I, I agree. I, I, it has a nice little groove. This is just like, it's like, oh, we're, you know, this, this is the song for the haters, you know, like, like, let me tell you what i uh i i wish this song had gone in one ear and out the other because hey. uh, i would like to not think about it anymore dang they're gonna write another they're gonna write in one ear too in two ears about this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh god um why do i oh god Oh, I don't want to think about Cage the Elephant ears. I feel like Matthew Ray Schultz is a is a is a sex weirdo. He definitely has done some weird. We can't just ears. accuse everyone of being a sex weirdo. <laughs> okay, but like, have you have you heard? Have you seen this man? Have you heard? No, Cage? I think he's in workaholics. <laughs> oh, and the workaholics are not evil, you know, sex shit. He also did say he was inspired by Iggy Pop, so there's that. Mm. It's like it's like okay, you know, it's the, it's again. If inspired by, by Iggy Pop, famous pedophile Iggy Pop, you know, it's like hey, like, you know, we'll see. I I don't know. I I, I don't want to accuse KG Elephant. They seem actually like nice guys. But about, about, very bad. Do, do you want to know something funny? I just found I for whatever reason I was clicking around on the Wikipedia pages of the KG Elephant members, and apparently after their second album was released, "Thank You Happy Birthday," uh, his appendix burst during a concert while touring with the Foo Fighters and Dave Grohl f- filled in on drums for them for three nights. Oh man. Oh, wow. do we need to talk about Dave and what he likes to eat or can we just move on? <laughs> we, can move we, on. we will have, we have, we will have episodes where we can talk hey, about Dave more we, in depth. We we're not, we not, not even getting have... broken to this just yet. <laughs> um, since we haven't established this information on this brand new show of ours, uh, Dave Grohl loves to eat pussy. <laughs> He loves it, but he hates the taste. Is, is what we know about him. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're, and we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. Our next song is, 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 is returning champions, returning champions of the bar, number ones, Lincoln Park, with their song, The Catalyst, which went number one on September 4th, 2010, for four weeks. Now, this is a song that on my first listen to this playlist back in November, I was like, wow, this song really sucks. Like, what is with that synth noise? And now, my opinion of the song is that I actually like this song quite a bit, but at the same time, what the fuck were they thinking with that one synth? That's a really bad synth. Uh, but no, this song kind of, I, I kind of, this song kind of rocks. I know it, it, it sounds like a nine inch nail song. I, and I, it kind of rules. I, I, 
I, I hate to, to be this person because I was a defender of Linkin Park for most of the last one. And I liked that. Like I got into Linkin Park late as I talked about, like I wasn't really, I mean, I was four when like early Linkin Park was coming out. So like my exposure to Linkin Park was through Michael Bay's Transformer movies. And then I kind of worked <laughs> backward from there. And so I was like a very active Linkin Park fan around the time that Catalyst came out. And I remember being like, Oh yeah, I like this stuff. It's new stuff. It's like new stuff's good too and uh now going back to it i was just i i like i think you're right that it does like the kind of techno beat to it when it starts up i'm like all right yeah like i could really imagine a lincoln park song that sounds like this that i would personally really enjoy but unfortunately this is just not jester's best songwriting at all like the god blesses everyone like loaded gun thing is just it's not his best work at all and is really really kind of musy in its genericness in a way that is that is atypical for him who usually writes songs that are like earworms and like this song has not gotten stuck in my head at all compared to every other time i've listened to one of the playlists for these series the song that gets stuck in my head is usually the lincoln park one musian it is it is musian in in, in, in its uh, themes and general like kind of corny presentation because Chester Bennington is usually someone who is good at doing those kind of more generic kind of like song topic themes for the butt rock genre but doing them with like genuine pathos and emotion and I don't really feel like his it feels kind of half-assed compared to some of the better Linkin Park singles yeah this sounds like uh music that'd be in a Newgrounds game called like Escape the Dungeon uh (laughs) I've, I, I I do not fuck with this. Uh, I've I've come around on Lincoln Park a bit. I do think I was a little too harsh to them. I was too harsh to Blurry, and I was too harsh to In the End. But uh, I this this was the worst Lincoln Park song we talked about yet. I I don't like this at all. Yeah, like if this song was the like was like an original song created for Tom Clancy's The Division or something like that, yeah. it would make a lot more sense than as yeah. a lead single of a Lincoln Park song album. Yeah, it's just I I I don't know. I, 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 obviously, this is this is lower tier Lincoln Park. Like this is this is late period Lincoln Park. Oh, by the way, I highly recommend if, if watching the MTV VMAs performance of this, where Mike, uh, where Mike, fuck, what's his what Mike Shinoda? Shinoda. Mike Shinoda. He has like he's got like MySpace hair. <laughs> he's got MySpace <laughs> hair. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, no, I I like. There's not much to say. I like the song uh I, i'm surprised that because I, I did not like coming back to the song i did not think i was going to like it very much but that's you know uh, it, it, but it, it, it's the stockholm it's jumping out you know it's like of course this is better at relative to, to the fucking dirty heads and crash cakes you know <laughs> there's some personality here there's some stuff here there, there's some uniqueness here sure. but nevertheless uh unless we had any more thoughts on the song I, I think it, it is time to to move on to to our next song unless we had any any final thoughts on the catalyst from Lincoln Park. A uh, very forgettable Lincoln Park song. Uh, All right, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, our <laughs> next song is "Neon Trees Animal," which went number one on October second, twenty ten, for one week, and it is my favorite song on this list. I think uh, this is just where kind of fucks. Kind of fucks. It's, Not gonna it, lie. It fucks. Like the thing with like almost all these songs on this list, I either am Stockholmed into liking them because of how bad the rest of the list is, or just like I I like it but with like heavy reservations. I have no reservations. This is just a fucking good pop song. It's good. It's 
I don't, it's, you know, it's sort of like Kesha for Mormons, but you know, (laughs) Mormons need Kesha too, Maddie. (laughs) Yeah. Like I could hear pink sing this song and it'd be a hit too. But mm-hmm. like it's it's a good pop song. Uh, look up Ricky Republican Neon Trees Animal Bass cover on YouTube <laughs> if you want to experience the best version of this song. But other than that, this is just a very yeah. very good pop song. Let, let, let's hear the lesser version then. Let's hear let's hear let's hear the, okay, the, yeah. the OG the the lesser version compared to Ricky Republican. Lisp when he says a flayed. <laughs> He's just doing Julian Castle Blank. much diet strokes. Yeah, this is. It's strokes and she wants revenge at the same time. I, I kind of thought it was like strokes and Phoenix at the same time, and I was shocked that Gavin wasn't like more up in arms about it um because i i don't know i i didn't like this song i thought it was worse than the sum of its parts which were phoenix and the strokes um well i don't like either of those bands but i like yeah those. gavin <laughs> gavin hates both of those bands and and uh likes this for some reason because it makes me think me. of richard republican and his sweet bass lights <laughs> I, I i think that uh what you were getting at like about what was the band you compared them to besides uh oh, i forget but uh it was either uh it was either eli or eric when you guys oh she wants revenge oh yeah no like this is it's kind of warped tory in a way that neither phoenix nor the strokes is even though it does sound like both of those bands like th- this is like a really good example of something on the list that was something that i was very very into at the time and in the last 10 years have done a full arc from was into this and then like got really sick of it and was like wow i can't believe i listened to that bullshit to now coming around to is this good again question mark like it it's just (laughs) kind of it's just kind of fun and like i I don't know this was like for a very long period of time like when i plugged my ipod into a car like it'd be the first song that played because it was an a one of those situations so i kind of got sick of it because of that a little bit but like it is a bop it goes it's it's good song i don't know it feels like a repressed memory to me. Like I haven't thought about this song in such a long time. But like when it was big, it was fucking inescapable. Oh, yeah. And like it, it much like Phoenix is extremely like iPod commercial music. And like and like I definitely liked it when it was on the radio until until you know it's like all radio hits you get kind of tired of it because it's forced on you for so long but i like i have no idea how i feel about this song anymore like (laughs) i I would have to listen to it more to find out and i don't want to do that i i i neon trees like completely disappeared from the consciousness besides their other big hit which was 2012 and then they fell off for a while and then apparently in 2020 put out an album called i can feel you forgetting me and the cover the cover of it it looks like i I can't imagine this being a neon trees album because the cover is like it looks like a scene from uh, that ghost story movie where it's just like a sheet over some one like in a house and it looks very like artsy fartsy like I, i'm very curious to know what it listens to just to see like what the neon trees guys are doing in 2020 because this feels so specifically dated to early 2010s like like you're saying like ipod commercial music 
Yeah, big group love sort of vibes yeah. coming from this, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, it, it is the intersection between car commercial music and what I would call FIFA soundtrack indie music. Sure, yeah. It's the same. It's the same, Jackson. <laughs> yes, no, I am aware. We're gonna get into we're gonna get into some FIFA soundtrack the Vin, bands. The, the Venn diagram is a circle, Jack. <laughs> god damn it! Oh god! Okay. It, it's no, in the middle rocks. between the, the two types of car commercial. I guess we're we're getting at. It is like you it could, could be in either one. Being, being an actual an actual like uh like whatever car commercial, or you could imagine it being at like some like hipster bar or whatever. It's just cool enough to like be able to pass in situations without being seeming like dorky, but it's also like very kind of fun. I don't know. It's this also, is just what like young millennial normies think indie music is when they hear yes. that. Like yeah. Specifically like people who graduated high school between like twenty ten and twenty fourteen, like and stop yeah. listening to music and just listen to whatever like pop music that they think like this and you know, something like Walk the Moon or Young the Giant is like... Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think uh, yeah. that the next band we're going to talk about is another band that normies would call oh, indie music. Again, as the, the famous quote from, from Time in the Shadows, again, at, at one point, Neon Trees were the winners of the indie fluke sweepstakes, uh, sweepskates in terms of, of pop bands. Of course, they're, they are a pop band. They're not indie at all, but it's it's good pop music. Nevertheless, it's good pop. It's a good pop song, and was a a, a welcome breath breath of fresh air after some uh, truly terrible songs or songs I just Stockholm myself into liking. Just like one where it's just like, yeah, no, this is this was a fun song in my youth. This is a fun song now. Uh, the Neon Trees man seems like a very nice man because uh, I think he he did grow up Mormon, but he came out as gay and left the Mormon Church. And I his bravery, I appreciate it. It's good stuff. Wow. Neon Trees maybe, and maybe, Imagine Dragons. Maybe, maybe that new album's good. Maybe it's like about about like breaking out of Mormonism, and I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. I probably Isn't won't. Brandon but... Flowers, a Mormon. Is he that is. true, or did I make that up? He, no, he okay. is. Wait, who, who's a Mormon? Brandon, Brandon Flowers with the Killers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah, he's definitely he's big big Mormon energy off him. <laughs> okay. I should. Also point out the entire band Neon Trees appeared in a Buick commercial uh, singing not this song, but the one other song they had, which I don't know if we'll talk about in this series. I don't think I don't think I think this 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 is unfortunately the first and last time that that Neon Trees make this list because they are like well, bigger than this one. It's like a 300 million on Spotify, but maybe it didn't crack the because the, at the time I don't think streaming was counting on the charts when it like hit big. So I think whatever. It was probably on the actual pop charts instead of whatever this yeah. bullshit is. Maybe that actually doesn't uh, make sense. Yeah, but let, let's let's continue on the list. I, I, we have a, we have, I think we have two more songs to discuss. Uh, ones that I don't think we have a whole lot to say uh, on them. Uh, but maybe actually maybe this next one we might we have we this, might have something. This next one is a, is a can of worms. I think I think we're identifying another key uh, strain of what this playlist is going to be with this next song, which is uh, what I'm going to call H and M tweed vest folk music. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, like, uh, the Mumford and Sons, Mumford and his sons. <laughs> little lion man which went number one on october 9th uh 2010 let's hear let's hear uh a little, actually i do not have it loaded up yet so one so one second before while, while we load up the, this this track this hot this hot track well, uh, while we're waiting for the song just just have you ever heard a banjo folks 
Have you ever heard of the instrument a banjo? Because because if you haven't, you're you're gonna love this band. I was exit out of. I was trying to get it out of the soundboard, but it did not want to. It did not want to leave the soundboard. Just yeah, the, the, that was its its, its last uh, screams of terror uh, before being being let out. Actually, let's just listen to Animal one more time because Animal is a good song. But I wait for okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna play Animal one more time. But uh, Little Lion Man by Mumford and Sons. Uh, so I, I, I said it in, in, in the Patreon chat, which, by the way, hey, if you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh We have a very active Discord right now, especially with the car commercial number ones. Um, I said there was a take. I, I had a take that I was keeping a secret until the pod. And that take is, is that Little Lion Man by Mumford & Sons is a good song no. and that I like um, it. Maddie, no. damn well, it. Let's hear a little bit you of it. No, you can't. You, you can't just say that. But it was not your fault but mine. And it was your heart on the line. I really fucked it up this time. Can you swore? <laughs> I mean, I really did fuck it up this time, my dear, by saying this was a good song. But, this you is, know, that's what I said. This is butt folk. This is, like, this is butt folk, <laughs> not butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly correct. Okay, that, that's enough of a little line, man. Uh, oh, but no, God. that song is good. This but but again, man. I'm ready for the onslaught. I, I knew that I would be... This This is, Maddie, out. Maddie. I, I need to confess to you. I, I also have some takes that I, I have been withholding. I do not like this song, but I loved Mumford & Sons at the time that this album came out. And like, mm-hmm. this, this, is, this is absolutely buttfolk. You're 1000% correct. It's like folk music for it's similar to what we're talking about it's like people that are taking on like the filtered down version of like you feels like they discovered folk music by going to like one of those restaurants that serves mason jars and like seeing a folk band seeing a folk band play there and then at that moment in their life deciding this is what we will do for the rest of our lives like and then mumford and sons was like this is definitely there are songs I like on this album more than this. I think one of the most embarrassing things that I could possibly confess on a podcast ever is that I once did a a school project on a Mumford and Sons song where there was like pick pick a, pick, pick a song to write about the lyrics of and it hit me at the unfortunate embarrassing snapshot of my life when I picked Winter Winds by Mumford and Sons, which is a better song than Little Little Lion Man is just like it is the uh the forbearer to ho haze to come it is yes. mm-hmm. but folk i was gonna say this song like i think caused irreparable harm like to music just because there were all the bands that came after this like your lumineers um it just like created just the ultimate bad vibe um like americana-esque like fake folk music that like we're, I, I feel like we've not completely died out yet, unfortunately. Um, but I'll be right there with you and say I actually didn't hate this album when it came out. Um, and uh, I have not returned to it. And I really, really don't want to. Um, but this is also the one that when I told my friends that I was doing this podcast, they were like, oh, no, that song is good. And I'm like, oh, have you heard it anytime recently? I, I don't I don't think that's true. Yeah, that was exactly the same thing where I was actively dreading having it's not just like there are some songs that's like, oh, I haven't really been listening to that as much. But, you know, maybe it's like Linkin Park, like maybe it's a band that I would still put on every once in a while. And this is just like the pure shame that washed over my body being Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, 
wow, wow, 2010 was a time in American culture and in, my, in, 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 in my life. And I, I've made some decisions I might regret. There's a lot of feelings that were washing over me. Oh. So, yeah. So my only knowledge prior to listening to this of Mumford and his sons was um, Marcus Mumford's contribution to the Inside Louis Davis soundtrack and the fact that they hung out with Jordan Peterson. And um, I have to ask. <laughs> no. the, aww, aww. Yes. <laughs> I should have uh, known. But, also, aww. Uh, but uh, I have to ask: do, do, Does he always sound like that? Yes. One hundred percent. So why does he intentionally sound like Dave Matthews? Is my question. I'm proposing. Because people love Dave Matthews and people love Mumford and Sons. I'm, like, I'm going to say this. Dave Matthews is a better singer than Marcus Mumford. <laughs> Agree. I, I, <laughs> me too. It's, like this it's, is Dave Matthews plus stained guy. Like it's it upsets but, me. But, but there's also like I I do think that this is like this is the 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 dark dark underbelly of like Fleet Foxes and like Arcade yes, Fire Funeral. Absolutely. This was like, always going to happen. Like like there was always going to be some band that like. Like we were talking about with, uh, was his name the guy that would be making SoundCloud rap now? Like, like th- th- this band oh, no. is, th- they oh, would be no. making they they would be making butt rock if they were not becoming popular in two thousand seven. But because they became popular in two thousand seven, they like saw a, a Pinterest page of like Americana bullshit, and we're like, you know what? We should be Mumford and Sons instead of being a butt rock band. I just okay. Sorry, I I had a very cursed thought. Uh, M- Mr. Mumford, uh, the Mumford, uh, the man with many sons. Um, I just realized it's like, what if you took Robin Pecknold, like Robin Pecknold, like right when Crack Up came out, you know, like when he came back and he's like clean, you know, mostly you know clean cut, you know, nice short haircut, nice little you know not all scraggly beard. What if you took that version of Robin Pecknold and you just like filled him up with some air? That's Mr. Mumford. Like a, you, I, you balloon him up a little bit, you know. You, you, you use the balloon option, and you you, I, you, you look at balloon tutorial in Photoshop with Robin Pecknold. I, uh, there are a couple of things that are funny. One, I would just like to point out that Marcus Mumford's real name is Mumford, and no one else in the band is related to him. Even though this seems like the most, yeah. brother, bro, it seems like yes. the most of all time. Like they, they are not, in fact, his sons. They're just some guys. Which is rude. Like imagine if you you're in a band that like you're not only is he the lead singer and like the voice and face of the band, but he's like you are my sons, you are my children. <laughs> I am the patriarch of this band. This man is married to Carrie Mulligan. Oh, good for him. That is good uh, for him. Mumford, Marcus Mumford is married to Carrie. Good for him, but also when I was looking what at is Mar- she thinking? when I was looking at Marcus Mumford and I saw that he was from Yorba Linda, which is like within Orange County, it's like North Orange County and so that immediately makes so much make sense to me about Mumford and Sons, which is that it is folk music enjoyed by people who have never once lived in a place that could be described as folksy it is like folk music as imagined through the interiors of like uh chipotles and starbucks's like <laughs> this, this this is one of the absolute peaks of uh music that seems like it should be sold on cd at a counter at starbucks in 2009 yeah, just... mm-hmm. let's 
Yeah, I. <laughs> we're we're gonna be Wait. hearing these Mumford and Son songs for the rest of our lives. Yes. It's like if a fedora, it's like if a fedora could make music. Oh my god! <laughs> no, 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 no! I I feel like not not fedora. It's like those little like the newsboy caps we were talking about on the last episode. Like one of those no. big music. That's Dropkick Murphys. No, Matt, Matty, how about this? It's if uh, suit jackets with patches on the elbows could make music. Yes. Okay, there we go. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. But let's move on. Let's move on to our our last song of today's episode of the car commercial number ones. Uh, Of course, the the, the Kings of Leon, he's back. He recovered from his STD. (laughs) He recovered from his STD. He's back. His sex is no longer on fire. <laughs> his sex is definitely, it, but it's, it's mutated to being radioactive. This is the Jimmy Eat World pain to uh, the the uh, you know um, yes, Imagine Dragons radioactive. Yeah, uh, yeah. correct. Yeah, you, you you get where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, right, my take, and this is this uh, is actually, something I've. Go play, play the clip. Play the clip. I was going to say, actually, yeah. Number, number one, October 16, 2010, for three weeks. Let's hear a little bit uh, of Radioactive by Kings of Leon before we continue. I'm not gonna lie, song kind of rocks. I kind of like it, the song. Yep. No, that, this that, song is great. Hell, yeah, I'm glad I'm not alone on this. This was a take I was holding off on because I am a noted Kings of Leon hater. Like I, I, I do not like the song "Sex Is on Fire" one bit. My sex is not on fire. No, no, sir. <laughs> but uh, this song is really good. I don't know. Like the production of it is really nice. Like the drums on this sound really, really good, and I think. The guitar stuff is like interesting, and I I enjoy this song significantly more than uh, "Radioactive" by Imagine Dragons. It, Me too. I like the song. It, it's very forgettable. Like I'm not surprised it was one of those like on the chart for three weeks and then dipped. Like it doesn't feel like it has any hold in like the cultural consciousness at all. But it it was especially coming at the end of this playlist. Like after some of the things that I was enduring, like it just felt like a breath of fresh air every time. I'm just like, oh, I can relax. I can let my guard down with this song on. Like not having to worry about Jared Leto popping out of nowhere. <laughs> What if 30 Seconds to Mars had made a radioactive that also charted at number one? That would be, I mean, I feel like 30 Seconds Thirty seconds to Mars and Kings of Leon do do feel similar, adjacent in that they're both kind of like trying to be U2 a little bit, but like more generic. I don't know. But this song, I, I, I liked it. It was, it was a, a surprise for me personally. Yeah, I think I think there should be a brother war between between all the brothers that we're talking about in today's episode. I want, we, I want sh- the, we should do a brother tournament. Yeah, Kings of Leon versus the, uh, the, 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 the opposite Elfin. of a the opposite of a brother check in. It's a brother yes. war. <laughs> <laughs> this is brother war. 
Uh, this song to me answers the question that I I want I wanted answered uh, ever since the finale of our Butt Rock series, which is what if the song Panic Switch was good? And uh, this is a nice short song that it has the sort of repetitive bass line and the the banging drums, and uh, I I do like this song. It's a it's a nice little closer to our uh, our playlist. You know, it's I I won't ever listen yeah. to it like by choice, but I I think it's good. I like it. Yeah, that's yeah, the same I, boat I mean, I'm in. I mean, yeah, that's 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 that. Uh, Eli and Eric, your 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 thoughts on on Radioactive by Kings of Leon, not Imagine Dragons, but uh, um, thankfully you're not yeah, on that is, episode. <laughs> this is definitely well, yeah, like like everyone was saying, sort of one of the more respectable bands in this list. I would say the song. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it's forcing anything the way that most of the songs on this list do. Uh, not something that I would reach for, but when I hear Kings of Leon, I'm like, okay, that band's all right for a band that was as big as they were as, um, for the time period they were in. So yeah, pretty pretty all right with this one, all things considered. Yeah, same here. I It's definitely one of the least defensive things on this playlist, and uh, it's nice that, it, it, that that's what closes it out. Um, they're not a band that I have any kind of solid opinion on, except that like they were on an episode of Top Chef for some fucking reason once. <laughs> um, and their last, the family last name is Followill, which just sounds like Fallwell to me every time I hear it. So I assume that they're like right wing, and I don't think that's true. Um, but yeah, a good, honestly, a good one to close this out with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that that is it for this week. So. Uh, for for the journey ahead, uh, Jackie, Eli, Eric, do you have any any words of encouragement for for for, for the journey ahead for, for uh, Alex and, and I, I would say good luck, God. but I, I I mean this is this is self inflicted <laughs> torture that we're doing to ourselves, but we're yeah. I think we're doing it for the right reasons because there was already like so much to unpack with this list, even though it was uh, not fun to listen to, it was fun to talk about. Yeah. I think it's only going to get worse. So <laughs> buck, buckle up. Yeah. But, keep uh, moving. Keep your head I, down before Leto even knows you're there. I, I, I just can't wait for uh, when Gavin drives all the way to Jake's house to murder him when Jake comes on this podcast because the, 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 the battle that is going to happen between the pure car commercial brain that is Jake, who unironically enjoys the Lumineers, and Gavin, who, who could be. And loves the song Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. <laughs> like, like, thinks it's great. Jake Jake is I, I could never kill Jake because I don't think anyone on the planet appreciated the song Welcome to the Rock Show the way that Jake did <laughs> so, it's always going to have my respect at the very least mm-hmm. oh boy yeah, but... uh, obviously Jake is my pal um, I make a show with him <laughs> yeah. oh boy yeah, we're so, we're we're gonna we're gonna have to get to it when we get to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll cross that bridge. <laughs> so, of course, we start off this list with a song we hit number one during the the Haiti earthquake, and of course, we ended with when the Iraq War documents leaked. I think that was the the Chelsea Manning stuff. But our next week episode, we are we are looking at the time period of the of Don't Ask, Don't Tell repealed to the Facebook IPO launch. Um, of course, uh, for episode two, we are going to be joined by two more special guests. Uh, where we're joined by uh, our, our dear pal Barely March. We're returning to the pod once again. This episode, and we'll also be having another friend of the pod, uh, Kayla, 
at Cobb critic on Twitter. Uh, Kayla was, uh, uh, I know she wanted to join us for the, the butt rock number ones, but I think this is, this is a, hopefully a, a nice consolation prize talking about uh, <laughs> the first black key songs to hit these lists. Yeah. And uh, Kay- Kayla, oh this is what you get for talking shit about lips of an angel by hinder. I'm sorry. You come for the Kings. <laughs> you don't get on the pod. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that will do it for this episode. Uh, we're, cause we're, we're over two hours in, so we need to, we need to end yeah. this now. Yeah. yeah. This is, this was a long episode. Yeah. I mean, to <laughs> be fair, we, we had to talk about Mr. Jared Leto and twice. Yeah, that was always, that was always going to be a can of worms. Go, go on ahead. What were you saying? Uh, Jared, no, I, 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 I think that, uh, I, I I could get in. Yeah, never mind. Forget it. We're gonna we're gonna get into it on the series. I I, 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 can't, I, I can't keep going. It, it, it's we're, it's we're, we're you know a, we're, we're clasping the can of worms. We're gonna put it in the fridge for now. We'll come back to it at, at a at a later date regarding Mister Mister Leto because I know we can't leave Mister Leto behind. He's too he's too important to to this to this culture to just leave behind just like this. You know, like I said, he is the bridge between butt rock and car commercial music and we will surely discuss him on, on a on a future podcast just wait until we get into the 21 pilot suicide squad era is all i'm gonna say to the leto nation <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, that, that will that will do it for us hopefully you all enjoyed uh once again thank you jackie for joining us tj horse jeans uh thank you eli and eric for coming on the show uh is there of course uh, their podcast endless scroll uh anything uh you both want to say to you want to plug to the people before before you head out well, yeah, thank you so much for having us. This was awesome. Uh, we don't do yeah, this great stuff like this in our pod, so this was a, a great little fresh, uh, refreshing diversion. Um, but yeah, we we just launched our own Patreon, patreon.com slash in the scroll pod. Uh, we also have a sub stack where we write about an individual song Monday through Friday and the scroll.substack.com. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, but... Thank you once again. This was this was dope as hell. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right. Oh yeah. So that that will do it. Uh, we will see you all next week, next uh, Wednesday for Patreon listeners, and uh, next Friday for our our public feed listeners. And uh, <laughs> from 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 all of us at the Indie Heads podcast, um, I, I, from from our, our best Jarrett Jarrett from 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 Jared Leto himself. Bye bye. We'll see you all later. And uh, yeah, that's it.